0: Welcome to another episode of Consumer, the European podcast of the Consumer Choice Center. As always, I'm your host, Bill Words, with Billy Joel's pressure fading out in the background. You are listening to episode 20, uh, well, it's actually it's September 28, 2023, and it's episode 130. As always, if you want to support this podcast, you can do so by going on slash donate, where you can donate in uh, your regular fiat currency, but you can also do cryptocurrency if you so choose. Please do rate the podcast. Um, five stars if you can do that on the platform you're currently listening on. Do recommend it to a friend for their morning commute or working out or falling asleep to, whichever you prefer to do. Uh, so thank you so much for doing all of that. Now you will know that last week we talked to uh, my colleague Luca Bertoletti about nuclear power in Italy and to what extent the changes in Swiss policy making on energy uh, could actually influence the Italian experience. And I wanted to go deeper on this issue this this week by taking the episode to talk to Frédéric Jolien. He is the uh, Swiss uh, uh, policy fellow at the Consumer Choice Center, Uh, recently joined the Consumer Choice Center to help us out on this issue because Switzerland is bound to make significant changes to the way it treats energy. Uh, what I really like about this episode is that I am able to do it in person with Frederik here in Switzerland as we are doing uh, meetings with policymakers. I do like the in-person experience of recording Uh, But um, for the sake of your listening experience, not all of it will sound as directly into the microphone as you might be able to be used to. Um, But uh, we will now put the microphone in between the two of us and have uh, Frederik say hello to the
1: audience. Hello, Bill. Hello. Uh, I'm happy to be here and uh, I'm Looking forward for this discussion. All right. Well, so uh, Switzerland uh, is uh,
0: is known for its uh, uh, independently-minded policymaking, even though it does have a lot of bilateral treaties with the European Union. It tries to be a part of international organizations. But independence and strategic autonomy is part of the Swiss uh, mindset. But uh, Switzerland is making some changes to its energy policy and um before we get into sort of what the Swiss government is looking into, can you give us a bit of an overview as to how Switzerland currently makes energy? Like how uh, How is the electricity powered in Switzerland currently? Um, where
1: does it come from? So Switzerland, as you know, is a very mountainous country, which uh, because of that, we have a lot of hydroelectricity. So we have a lot of uh, dam all over our mountains. In every valley, there is a dam. They, that makes electricity. So we have 60% of our electricity um, production, which is uh, hydroelectricity. And and then we had 40%, which is a little bit less, like 38% is atomic energy. And the rest and uh, the few last percent are green energy, like solar, biogas, and uh, wind energy. And right now, the big discussion is like, yeah, Switzerland is very independent-minded, but we are still really influenced by our neighbor country. And as you know, maybe uh, maybe your listener knows, uh, Switzerland is um, uh, it has three main language. We have a fourth, but it's very minority language. But we have Italian, German, and French. And uh, and German is the biggest, like it's sixty-five percent, something like this. Um, percent of the population, which is, which mean we are very influenced by the German culture and Germany. And what happened after Fukushima and after the lead of Germany into green energy, Swiss political culture tends to be more and more like the German culture. So that means very into into uh, green energy and a distrust on atomic energy. Even like if we. We had like minor problems in Canton Canton Vaux, uh, which is uh, like a Western uh, country. We had like a small problems that went in the 60s and uh, but but basically uh, the the thing is Switzerland has this culture of distrust, uh, atomic energy, particularly the Greens. The Greens is a political party with like the fourth uh, political party in Switzerland, and they grew up in their model of the Germans, which is very anti-nuclear energy. So what happened is after Fukushima, a, a big change went into politics. Um, our Minister of Energy, which was a center, uh, center-right uh, politician at this time, because in Switzerland, what we have is the government is shared between the three biggest uh, party. So there is socialist. No, there are the four four biggest party, So the socialist, there is the right wing, there is the center right and there is the center. I will just say like this, it will be easier for our audience. Um, and yeah, they share the political power all together and they have to agree all together about everything. And after the parliament have to vote for that. But basically after Fukushima, the re- the, the, the the tension was so big against nuclear energy that they went into building a new policy we called energy 2050. And the goal of 2050 energy is to completely ban nuclear energy and to go full uh, in, into green energy. So hydro hydroelectric- electricity is already a big part of it, but the, the idea is to change this 40% of energy, which is big uh, from nuclear energy to green energy. Yeah, so that's the same. Yeah, so
0: this, this this strategic plan for 2050 is, is um, as I guess the, the, this, the Swiss TV stations describe it, quite ambitious. Um, Switzerland currently, and we discussed this in the podcast last week with my colleague Luca Bertoletti, is uh, exporting uh, energy to Italy. Um, Italy now is, uh, is building nuclear power plants. Uh, and it seems that there's almost a reversal happening, where essentially one country is going back on what it used to be in terms of energy production, while Switzerland, during this uh, energy crisis and inflation crisis and purchasing power crisis, decides to do the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, The plan for 2050 was elaborated way before the current war in Ukraine happened and before those those problems came about. Mm -hmm. Switzerland takes longer to make rules, but why is it that... Um, even though all of these things have happened in between, nobody's really rethinking this strategy and saying, okay, maybe this is not a good time to do it.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Like, basically, everything it's written takes time. So basically, uh, a bad idea took 20 years to get into, uh, in, in, <laughs> into real application. Uh, and uh, we are in, the, the in, in actually in, in this position that now the mindset is changing. We are seeing uh, a lot of politicians where uh, we agree with this strategy 2050, that now disagree with it, but it's too late because it took already <laughs> years to, make, to, to be done. So they t- try to reverse it. It will take time. There is now an initiative who gathered enough uh, signatures, which make uh, possible for the, the government to change and to, um, how to say uh, go back to the previous situation, particularly on the nuclear issue because uh, this ban is uh, it's a huge problem because basically we are not neutral uh, um, over this kind of energy we are going to um, to to completely stop the the idea of having a new technology because nuclear energy is evolving very quickly as well like solar panel and, and wind energy is has also evolved very quickly which is very good but it's still it's still completely a different kind of production. Like nuclear energy gives the same amount of energy all year long, which is a very interesting because it's uh, it complements very well with hydroelectricity. Ele- uh, hydroelectricity basically is one of the only. Way of producing energy when you want, because we you you gather all this money uh, behind the dam and you make it, make it flow through your turbines whenever you want. So you can, um, they we've done a lot of money with that because basically we were selling our electricity to other country when they the price were really high, uh, and the um, and the nuclear energy were giving this basic. Energy production that will be all year long the same, and it's not the case with uh, green energy with the the wind and solar. Wind and solar are very dependent of what uh, with the weather condition, uh, which is completely different. And so it's not complementary. It has to to have. It's good to have a different competition of, of source of energy because of uh, this uh, different of structure of production. Also, what one good thing about uh, green energy, it's very decentralized. So there is a lot of small units of production. And uh, we can also argue that everyone can produce their own energy on their roof, on something like this, which we can see in Germany, but it's not sufficient. What happened is basically like there is a high uh, production in, in, in summer. When no when the the energy consumption is low which put the the, the price very very down and uh, during winter uh, also for the water da- uh, water production it's quite pro- problematic to produce so the only one uh, the only uh, energy that is stable for winter is nuclear energy uh, so this this direction is very very dangerous in my mind in uh, and in in the mind of a lot of uh, people and um, particularly in the industry uh because they get they get um very anxious about the price of energy
0: yeah and i will point as i did last week the uh, listeners to the fact that the consumer choice center has published with the help of frédéric jolien here um a, a paper on uh, energy security in switzerland which you can find by going on the consumer choice Center. uh, website and going through uh, research and then you can look for energy security in switzerland it's one of the top papers uh, right now and we were also confirmed in our suspicion by uh, eth zurich uh, the uh, university that did a study recently and found that um, in order to achieve the sustainability goals that the swiss government is trying to achieve you will need uh, nuclear power as part of the equation, and this only confirms what uh, f- f- you know previous IPCC reports have said is that the the energy mix for any country, in order to achieve uh, the uh, the climate mitigation rules, should uh, should include uh, nuclear power. Now, Switzerland is about to embark uh, is in currently embroiled in in quite an election campaign. Uh, Frederik, do you see this issue being sufficiently talked about? Um, given the implications that energy policy has on, you know, not just industry but also people's purchasing power.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it came back. It's uh, it's one of the biggest subject of this election, but I will not say is the biggest. Uh, the biggest will be right now: immigration, uh, insurance, and and uh, healthcare. Uh, healthcare costs, which is a huge subject, but it's it's not the discussion of today. But energy is back on the menu. It's back on the discussion, and it's funny to see that all these people that praise this strategy are now in now like basically they vote for it. Most of these parliaments, and now they're like, okay, maybe we have to change it, and they re- they promise to, to 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 change it. But it will take again like ten years, <laughs> which is which is bad because. That's the, that's the good and the bad thing about Switzerland is very slow, very slow. So very, we are very slow to take bad ideas from our neighbor country. But we are also bad about uh, take, um, coming back to a good thing. So we, we let our neighbors doing big mistakes, in my view, uh, over a lot of political subjects because Switzerland was very uh, conservative around like changing their rules and, um, and 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 this is this is the kind of problems that now we see a big diff- a big change in the in the context like with this war in Ukraine so it changed a lot with our also foreign policy uh, but in the in the side of energy we 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 think we completely change our mind very quickly i mean basically the politicians change their mind because they see that the people are now Caring about the price of energy because now we, we had the increase of price around like 10% around the, the country, which is it's it's big for uh, people, even if the, if Switzerland have purchasing power which is bigger than in Europe, it's still big and it's changed a lot about also the competition with other countries. Um, so, yeah, the, the mind is changing, the subject is back on the menu. Um, I think politicians will change their mind. We've met some of them. Uh, They read our report. Most of them agree with it, which is very interesting because basically we are saying in this report that they shouldn't have done what they've done. Um, But uh, yeah, it will take time to change their their way. I'm quite confident about that with Switzerland because uh, regarding technology, uh, we like to give open Open, uh, uh, open-minded in uh, in this. But yeah, again, it will take time.
0: And so, uh, if, if now Switzerland were to go down this road and, and uh, phase out nuclear power, much like in the way that Germany has, um, it could mean that Switzerland would make itself more dependent on energy imports, for instance, and ironically, uh, f- for nuclear energy imported from France. Um, the government has announced that it wants to ramp up renewable energies, wants to produce more through wind and solar. In your estimate, do you think it's realistic that Switzerland can eventually switch to a type of 100% renewable energy production, which would include hydropower, but where wind and solar could make up for all the production that is currently managed by nuclear energy?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's their goal. Uh, They know it's like... Not very prob- uh, possible um, because like one of the goal is to reduce the consumption of um, CO2 per person, the, the carbons, uh, let's say carbon hydrates, like, yeah, CO2 yeah. So um, emission from 1.5 tons per person to one. So they are not a zero, it's not a zero goal, which is extreme. What we see in, in European Union, it's one of the goals like that they Stated.
0: Well, net zero, yes.
1: The net zero, which is, it's basically like, it. it it's kind of obvious that it's not possible. <laughs> because basically, like, there is so many, like, by, basically just breathing is like a, a sort of emission of, of CO2. And there, it's quite obvious that uh, coming to zero is not possible. Uh, and also because, like, uh, it, it's it's what I, I found the most profound thing to understand regarding energy is like all these different kind of production, they have their role in the economy that so you, you for now, for now, it, it can evolve uh, technologically uh, speaking, but there is no other way to fuel a, um, a plane with other things than the fuel. Like there, we cannot with electricity. Some people tried. Okay, it's cool to make uh, one person travel all around the world, which, which is uh, Picard has done. Like, is quite famous for that. But, um, but uh, for large transport of things uh, with plane, it's not possible. Like, forbidding plane. Are you kidding me? Like it's not possible. <laughs> like you, you're destroying the economy and and also like the the fact that people want to travel around the world to see their family and and relatives. So yeah, um, this is kind of we are not that extreme in Switzerland compared to European Union in this view. Um, but I think this very fast objective of 2050, which is tomorrow. Uh, we they want to uh, to tenfold the production of solar and wind energy. This is a lot, ten times more. Now is one percent. They want to have like, I you mean, know, like more than ten percent of that. And very expensive. And it's very expensive, and uh, it's not the same kind of energy. Like I say, all this uh, sort of energy uh, um, production have their role in the economy because they are not they are not the same you cannot replace solar with nuclear with solar you cannot and the same way around it's it's completely different so you have to understand that and politicians, by being so um so extreme in their view of banning something or promoting just one sort of energy that's the future they don't understand how economy works and how all everything is intricate and how it uh, yeah how it works basically yeah
0: so let's uh, let's talk politics here and sort of the chronology on how it works. And I mean, you know the Swiss political system better than I do, and probably all most of the listeners do. Um, so how does this exactly work? You know, which uh, you know the, the government wants this to happen, but uh, of course there's inst- institutions involved, like the upper house and the lower house. And there's been an announcement, but you mentioned that Switzerland takes a lot of time to decide these things. Um, Let's keep it to the extent that the, the, the listeners will understand. Um, is, uh, is this now a done deal? Um, after the election, can the parliament still change it? Um, will there be more referendums about it? Uh, what do you think is plausible? And if politicians in parliament, or those who will be elected, were to say, okay, this might actually be a bad idea, can it still be stopped?
1: Yeah, it can still change, Um, but like I said, it takes time. So one of the very interesting about Switzerland is this direct democracy. What do we talk about? We are not a direct democracy, we are semi-direct democracy. It's, It's the real good words because direct democracy will say that every law will be voted by the people, which is not the case. But on certain uh, law, the, the, the parliament has to give to the people the right to, to vote. And also when there is a referendum. So all pe- um, people think a referendum has a, has a specific rule. Referendum is you gather uh, signatures and when you have enough signatures, you, you can uh, be against a law that was voted by the parliament. And like you make it a subject of the whole population instead of just the politician of the chamber. And there is a second thing like most of people don't know, and maybe you listener doesn't know is the initiative. We call that popular initiative, which is a a second thing is the right of the people to do a law by themselves. So normally it goes in the constitution, which is in my view, quite problematic because it makes our constitution a bunch of uh, everything (laughs) like uh, we made some initiative that has nothing to do with in a constitution, but anyway, um, the, pop- the, the people or a group of people, anyone can gather the double number of signatures in a referendum, which is hundred thousand signatures, which is not that much. That now the population of Switzerland is nine million, which actually it means the the same. We have the same number of signatures that we had in the sixties. So it, it makes that more. It, it makes easier to have signatures. That's another subject, but um, we can make a law very quickly. Uh, That's the but the, um, that the parliament has to accept because it will be voted by the by the people. Uh, but this initiative, the thing is, they it's more restrictive. A referendum, they just need the majority of the population of Switzerland, and an initiative, which is a law made by the people. Referendum is. Uh, a way to go against a law that was made in the parliament. I just repeat, just that you follow. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, but the initiatives uh, n- need majority of the people and majority of the cantons. So the cantons is the states of Switzerland. We have 26 uh, cantons. And all of the, uh, the the majority of them, not all, sorry. The majority of them have to be also in favor of this initiative. So it means that um, it's not the same, like a lot of laws that were kind of left wing, they were accepted by the majority of the population because most of the left wing population are in the city, which are more numerous, uh, but they didn't have the majority of the Cansons because most of the cantons they are like very farm, uh, yeah, farmer, uh, more, more right-wing. traditional, more traditional right wing. Uh, and the, in that way, a lot of initiative were not accepted. And that's that that makes initiative more difficult than referendum. Okay, step aside like this. These two ways can make the can make very quick change in our politics. That's the only way. But even that it's not as quick because I've done a a personal I have done an initiative uh, with a committee which was about subsidy for the media against it, actually, and um, that took, if I remember, like four years. So you have to build the committee, uh, gather the signature. The signature have to be approved by the communes where everyone comes from. After it's sent to the the, the parliament, and there is uh, the canc- cancleri, uh Chancellery. I don't know in English. Uh, chancellery. Chancellery. Yeah, something like this. And they have to verify every uh, every paper, every signatures. And after it goes to the parliaments, the parliament can make a counter. Uh, proposition they can go to the the committee of this initiative and say are you uh, did you agree with this counter proposition we can say yes or no so after there will be a vote with these both uh, it takes a lot of time
0: I think 2050 is almost too ambitious yeah <laughs>
1: so now there is initiative to push the government to accept nuclear again and they gathered already the signature and now it will come into vote I think in one year. Because the list, like I told you, is easier to get signatures because the population is bigger, and now there is also like a lot of uh, way to to gather the signature easier. Like you, you can send per email. Like it was not possible in the 60s, 70s. So, the, so now there is plenty of initiative that are made by a lot of different groups, and it makes the list longer and longer, and it makes that it, this initiative will be votes uh, to the people like. Yeah, in in maybe in two years instead of uh, maybe uh, the the first initiative we're done maybe the next months I don't know but now it's uh, the list of uh, comes in list d'attente waiting list. Oh, waiting list the waiting list make it uh, like, uh, that it takes more time
0: and so because we are we are running out of time here I was curious to just follow up on that last point. What do you think is going to happen? Is, uh, is Switzerland going to come to reason? Is the government going to come to reason and say, well, the circumstances of the current war in Ukraine doesn't allow us to do this. Uh, this might have been an interesting idea uh, 12 years ago, but uh, we're in a very different position now and they will change course. Or do, are you more pessimistic and think that ultimately they say, well, what we started, we're going to finish and it's going to go that way. What do you think is going to happen?
1: That's the thing, like Because it takes time. Thing can change very quickly. And that's the thing. Like right now, I will say the majority of the population will be definitely in favor of reintroduce nuclear energy. We can see in the polls, we can see in the discussion, we can hear from the politicians as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, if it takes two or three years to go into votes and something happens in between, that can change the mind of a lot of people. Which is, yeah, that's the, the, we are not a government's... Um, that he is very quick to to change their mind over act, uh, over current affair, which is good in a way. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, if uh, things stay like it is right now, yeah, I think I'm quite positive that we will have again kind of a neutral pos- uh, position over different kind of energy pro- production. Uh, I'm quite positive. Yeah, I can say like this well we
0: like some uh, some good old optimism here on the uh, consumer podcast um, technology neutrality allowing for uh, a, a an, in, an innovative uh, Switzerland that allows for affordable and abundant energy that's all of that you can find in the energy security in Switzerland paper that is available on consumerchoicecenter.org dot org under the research section um, thank you so much for listening to the consumer Pod- podcast and uh, Jolien for joining us here on the podcast um i will be back uh probably um uh, yeah uh, on thursday as you can expect me please uh, do rate the podcast and make a donation if you want to buy us a copy and we will have billy Joel's pressure uh, playing us out here on the consumer podcast uh we'll see you thursday you have to learn to pace yourself
1: pressure you just